Hello and welcome to the Sober Bliss Podcast with me, Gail, and my amazing guest. I finally quit drinking for good in March of 2018, and one of the things that helped me was connecting with people on the same journey as me, hearing their stories and finding inspiration. No matter where you are on your journey to sobriety, I hope you enjoy listening to these stories and hope they bring you inspiration, joy and light so you can find your own sober bliss. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's podcast with me, Gail from Sober Bliss. Today I'm really excited because I'm joined by my lovely, wonderful friend Beth, who is just so inspiring um, in her journey and her story and I know that you're going to love the conversation that we are about to have and I know this because I've had it before. Welcome Beth, it's so lovely to speak to you again. It's lovely to speak to you again, really pleased to be here. How are you today? I am not too bad, I'm quite tired, my silly dog kept me awake again. Oh no. Um, Oh, he's a nightmare. He's so spoiled. Um, <laughs> he, he wanted to go in the garden and eat grass at two o'clock in the morning. Um, but I have, well, yeah, but I have got a trainer coming out later today who's going to whip him into shape, I'm hoping. Oh, oh, that sounds good. I could do the same for my dog. <laughs> well, the problem is she has been before. Um, so now this week I've been panicking, making sure that I've done all the things she told me before. So we shall ah. see how it goes. <laughs> oh, dear. The fun of animals. Um, <sighs> however, uh, I don't know about you, but when I first stopped drinking, we had two dogs. Sadly, we've only got one now. But they were like a huge comfort to me in terms of like sitting stroking them cuddling them I found that really soothing but also taking them out for walks I don't think my dogs had been walked um as much in their lives as they had been in the early days of stopping drinking do you find that oh absolutely I mean I've got two dogs um Hmm. and one of them he's like he picks up on your mood so if you're a little bit low he'll be on your knee and cuddling you he's the naughty one as well so we do forgive him um (laughs) and he's just he's really cuddly and and yeah I mean neither of my dogs like walking they're just ridiculous we've got one that hides in the shoe rack whenever we get the lead out and pretends to be a shoe and the other one just (laughs) you have to chase him around the kitchen you're getting a picture of my dogs now they're not easy um (laughs) But like you say, when in in the early days, especially when I was listening to a lot of podcasts mm-hmm. and, and audiobooks, it was great to be able to get out with the dogs yeah. and just close your mind down a little bit and, and you know and get out for a walk and have an excuse for a walk. I think I think they're great. I mean, I wouldn't be without them, mm-hmm. but they're definitely hard work. But in the moments when I've struggled having them there and being able to give them a cuddle and a stroke, it's yeah. just they're really good therapy. They are, aren't they? Oh. Mm. Uh, take it your dogs are little. Yes, we've got a... Um, <laughs> oh, well, the, it's the Cresty Poo. So his mum is a Chinese Crested and his dad's a Poodle and a Cavapoo. Um, and the reason we had to get Poodle hooks is because of <laughs> because <laughs> my husband's allergic to straight-haired dogs. So we had to get curly ones. 
and they're wow. both they're both quite short I mean the Cavapoo is extremely small he's like naturally small for a Cavapoo but it's it's cute oh but yeah they're lovely <laughs> yeah <laughs> so tell me Beth you mentioned in the early days walking the dogs and cuddling the mane and things um where are you on your alcohol-free journey and how did it kind of begin if you wouldn't mind sharing yeah so this time I'm around nine months alcohol free um I have been sober for long periods of time before mm-hmm. but I always managed to um relapse basically or and just start again mm-hmm. um but this time I've put a lot more work into it I mean I've always loved alcohol it's you know, from my first sort of, when I was a teen, I mean, well, actually not always, because when I was a kid, I hated alcohol. People used to laugh how much I hated it. Yeah. Um, but then from sort of 14, I think I'm actually quite shy and people, do, and I don't even realise it. And I think when I first started drinking, mm. it was a really good way of getting over that shyness. Yeah. Um, and I just really enjoyed it. Um, but I've always, well not always but I would say from sort of my early 20s I started to think my relationship with alcohol is a little bit different from other people's it's always me that gets into trouble Mm. it's always me that you know ends up in hospital having fallen over um and I just I could never be the type of person that was able to say oh I've had enough now I just don't have that off switch Mm -hmm. um so this time, so I've been wanting to stop for practically since my early 20s. Um, but I just haven't had the the right tools in place, I would say, to actually keep it going. Um, so this time I I did what I always do. I bought um a book, a quit look, quit lit book to mm-hmm. read. Um, which was sunshine warm sober which I I can't ever stop unless I'm reading something um well it's it's almost like yeah I I don't know whether it's because that fills the time yeah because if I if I get a quitlet book I can't even say it but if I get one that I really (laughs) like I will you know I really go for it reading it Mm. and I think it possibly it fills the time and I'm identifying with it and it works really well for me yeah. Uh, so that was the one I, I had this time. But I also knew that I needed to do more than I had in the past. So in the past, I had been to AA. Right. Um, but when I went there, I kind of I felt like a fraud, like I was taking somebody else's place because, you know, the stories in AA are, are quite often very severe. Um, they're at a completely different end of the scale to where I was mm-hmm. and people you know and they're really quite traumatic and I just thought well what a fraud I am I'm not at that stage um, and so I found it very and because I'm quite shy and it was a situation where I was in a room with people I didn't know I found it really hard to connect with people because yeah. for one you know I'm struggling because I'm feeling like I shouldn't even be here and two, it was because it was one-on-one and it, it felt a little bit much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why I relapsed before because I did go away for quite a long time, but I wouldn't say that I got out of it what other people did. Right. Um, 
Yeah. Yes. You mean. And you weren't kind of living a sober lifestyle that felt true for you, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I was miserable, absolutely miserable not to be mm. drinking alcohol. I mean, the reason that I'd stopped drinking uh, that, that time was because I'd fallen off and got really quite a nasty head injury um, being drunk. Oh. And I was mortified about it and really, really upset. And I just thought, I, you know, that could have been a life-changing injury. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, I must stop. And so I had the pink cloud where, you know, I was really excited that I'd stopped. And, yeah. and I would... And, and I wouldn't go to the pub and this, that, and the other. And, and I was going to it. But then as it went on, because I was, that was it. I was then eventually, we were going to the pub, but I was drinking non-alcoholic, um, which is fine for me. Mm-hmm. But I just felt resentful. I felt really annoyed that everybody else was drinking. I wow. felt like it was just a bit rubbish that I couldn't drink. If someone would say to me, oh, wow, you're doing well. I'd be like, well, am I? And they'd say, how do you feel now? You're not drinking. And I'd be like, rubbish. And I just was resentful. So it was pretty obvious at some point that I was going to relapse. And then what happened was we went um, for our wedding anniversary, uh, for our wedding day. Someone had bought us um, a cream tea, a really nice hotel near where we live. Mm -hmm. And everybody was having champagne and I was having a cup of tea. And because I was still feeling a little bit bratty and annoyed that I couldn't drink, mm-hmm. I decided I'd have one glass of champagne. Right. Which, of course, led to more glasses of wine. And basically, then I relapsed. And it took me two years to get back on again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And was there um, like a triggering moment this time, which made you think, OK, I'm going to give this go again and this time I'm gonna try and do it differently uh yeah I I basically during lockdown my drinking was ridiculous yeah I was drinking more than I ever have and yeah I was you know constantly waking up on the sofa which I just didn't want to do that and I was ashamed of how I was drinking and and I don't I think that even after I'd started drinking again, I regretted it really quickly, but I couldn't get back on. Um, yeah, I think that's quite on, normal to, yeah. for that to happen. So, so this time we'd had um, somebody over for dinner and I'd had, a, I wasn't going to drink, but it was quite a stressful dinner. So <laughs> I had a few glasses of wine. Now I stopped quite early, but I woke up in the middle of the night and it felt like someone was sitting on my chest and I had horrible palpitations and anxiety. And I said to my husband, do you know what? That's it. I'm done. I'm finished. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's heard that a million times. So he's like, right, okay. Um, but then I started reading and then I started Googling um, because I thought, I know that it, well, actually, first of all, I was starting to, I Googled to see if the AA group that I went to that was comfortable was online. Mm-hmm. And they said there was no information available. And then I started, um, I think it was on Instagram, there was something about a Zoom meeting. And I actually was looking for something different, but I found all of sober. Yeah. Um, and then I got um, sober contacts there. So I spoke to Susan who runs it. Mm. And then she put me in touch with another lady who 
I started chatting with and then we were going on holiday and I, I managed to stay sober the entire time, which was great considering the people who owned the holiday cottage greeted us with a bottle of um, Pinot Grigio, which I used to love. And it was, wow. you know, and I was like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. but it was fine. And we got through it. And, and then I started to go to Zoom meetings and I may, even though at first I was so shy and nervous, I decided that I would start speaking and I think they probably wished I'd stopped because <laughs> every meeting I was talking absolute nonsense at them but it, it just the more I did it the more sober connections I got the more into it and the more work I started to do I started to really appreciate the fact that I'm sober yeah and oh. that was a revelation to me because of the fact that last time I really I was just so annoyed that I was sober mm-hmm. and now I'm I'm over the moon about it and you know I write about it I tell people about it I'm not shy about it anymore yeah because because it's it's an achievement but also life's just so much better I mean you must have found that as well oh yeah absolutely and I'm so pleased that he said this must be a northern term to be over the moon about something <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah I can totally relate and it's just so lovely when that happens um and like when you find the people who you can relate to and talk to and learn from and you know get inspiration from and inspire yourself as well it just yeah, when you can feel like yourself, it makes such a massive difference. And then, you know, like you said, just really appreciating the fact that you're sober. For me, it's just that, like after the pink cloud and all the rest of it, which is great, but obviously it doesn't last forever. It's just that calm feeling of contentment that you know people might think oh god that's really boring like do we sit at home having a cup of tea but it's not if you've been like living in quite a chaotic space chaotic way like I had that feeling of calmness and contentment is just lovely so yeah I totally get what you mean well it's like me and my um my husband had a, a night away this weekend at a look sorry at a local um hotel and I went down for breakfast and it's like hey it's a miracle I never (laughs) ever ever managed to get down for breakfast when we went away without the children because Mm. it was as soon as you got there well we haven't got the kids so we must have wine and then you would just drink and then by the time I got to dinner we'd be on another bottle of wine and I'd be tired and Mm. whereas we were actually we were laughing we were having fun and I made it down to breakfast and I had a glass of orange juice because I wanted to not because I was hoping that it would somehow make me feel a bit more human and yeah and it's just it's lovely to be able to appreciate those things to be able to look at your phone on the morning and not worry that you've texted somebody mm-hmm. or as I used to do terrorize local Facebook groups <laughs> so it, and then I have to change my name and go in hiding <laughs> but it's just it's just it's nice to have it's kind of like you know you you're living this life that you think is amazing because you've got alcohol in it but it causes you so many problems mm. that you put up with 
because you love this alcohol so much yeah and it's like oh I'm walking around with a hangover all the time and I used to have this boss who ignored me all the time because um you know I wasn't a professional in the office the only days that he would really need to speak to me in depth up close was when I was hungover <laughs> and I would be dying I didn't want to breathe on him and I would just be wanting to go to the toilet all the time and it was hell and yet yeah. I kept doing it yeah yeah I know it's because it's everywhere isn't it and I think that's what we are conditioned to believe that we have to have it in order to be more confident to relax to have fun to cope with the kids to I don't know send an email make a phone call we're convinced that we need it for everything and I think part of the problem is well there's quite a few problems but one of the problems is when we think okay maybe I should stop now or something happens we've got no idea what to do with ourselves how to do anything without alcohol for me I felt a bit like I don't know my arm had been chopped off or something I was just like wandering around thinking oh my god I don't know what to do (laughs) um so I did sit on the sofa for two months and eat cake because that's all that I could cope with um which is fair enough yeah yeah but it's but then when you get through that you're like oh wow everything's just so much better and amazing and the world like opens up and your confidence comes back but it's genuine confidence not like dutch courage as they say from the bottom of a bottle exactly i mean i think when I think about when I used to drink because I have got a bit of a daft personality um uh, but so I think that when I used to drink I was probably quite fun at first to be around because it you know I would Mm. get very animated and and but then I would get stupid ideas that quite often I'd carry out and because I thought it was funny and and then and I'd be silly and I'd be thinking I was a singer and everybody must listen and oh but then it was the next day I'd be mortified yeah and now I'm kind of like now I can know if I do something you know I might people still might think I'm a fool but it, it's not because I had a substance in my body that made me that way yeah um and it just and it's time isn't it I feel like you know I used to think that you know six o'clock on an evening and then I'd sit down with a glass of wine and that would be my evening gone Mm. now I'm fitting in so many different things Mm. because I've got the time to do it I'm not always thinking well um I would like to be back by this time because I would like a glass of wine in my hand by that time or I can't meet you here because I know I'll have had a drink yeah yeah I remember being resentful of my kids doing anything in the afternoons because you know we'd have to drive them there or pick them up or disrupt our evening which you know like you've just said consisted of sitting on the sofa drinking um but yet there's so much more that we can do better things than sit on the sofa drinking every night absolutely I mean sometimes now a step back and I feel like, you know, I've got the Partridge family at home. We're all sat around and we're all having a nice chat. And, and I'm thinking, gosh, I really, you know, it wasn't that it was terrible. 
Mm. But everything revolved around drink. And I'm a nicer, happier person when I'm not hungover. Yeah. Or, you know, I've not had a few wines, so I can't be bothered now. And mm. now, you know, we, we have banter, we have a laugh. The children are definitely sitting with us more. Yeah. Um, and it's just, and like you say, though, I was the same. You know, oh, I have to pick you up at half nine. And you'd be like, well, that means I can't have a drink tonight. Yeah. And then that's my night ruined then. And you think, really? It's yeah. not a big deal, is it? But it was. It was a massive deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And it's not their fault because they don't understand. And it's part of my kind of not, yeah, I suppose still a little bit of guilt and regret is that I put my drink in first before my kids, like all the time whether it was planning what I was going to drink, how much I was going to drink, or the next day recovering, like, you know, oh, we can't go to the swimming pool, like I promised, because I'm not very well. So you just stick them in front of the telly and hope that you'd feel, you know, more or less normal enough to be able to take them out later on. But it wasn't the same. Um, And it is just so nice now to have your kids back I suppose and your family back even if they're naughty (laughs) which they are (laughs) still it doesn't solve that (laughs) oh no and I mean you know every time we have a meal out my teenage spend the majority of time making jokes about me but I'm kind of like do you know what I'm I'm pleased because you're doing that because you know I'm not going to take it the wrong way whereas you know if you've got alcohol in you you can get really offended over stuff and it's ridiculous yeah people are like walking on eggshells tiptoeing around you because I think we can be quite unpredictable when we're drinking they never know which version of us is going to come out absolutely and the weird thing is that I've always been a little bit scared of people who are drunk yeah and yet I was one of them I mean Mm. a bit of a hypocrite really but I hate being around drunk people yeah and even now we do go you know we do now go to the pub and I do drink alcohol free because I enjoy it and it it doesn't trigger me in the slightest Mm. um and but I can only really handle a couple once I see everybody starting to get a bit slurry and slurry slurry and loud I just want to go home yeah yeah I know back to your cup of tea tea. safety (laughs) of your bed yeah, exactly oh but there's no better feeling there really isn't no exactly and, and now the summer's coming and it'll be a bit better sit in the garden yeah with me cup of tea exactly yeah <laughs> yeah I might even splash out and get an alcohol free beer and make a shandy Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so funny <laughs> it's actually it was a great when I invented it last year I thought I was this genius <laughs> everyone's like it's even more watered down <laughs> oh but it's important though I think to have um like to feel like you're having a grown-up drink uh which thankfully nowadays is a lot easier because there are so many great alcohol-free alternatives um because I don't know about you but not that I really drink alcohol-free beers or anything. I'm a massive tea drinker, but I just remember thinking, oh gosh, like what do people drink? Is it like all orange juice and Coke and water? And that's one of the reasons why like, I couldn't get my head around 
how do people have fun? Like, what do people drink when they're not drinking alcohol? So it is important, I think, to have that grown-up treat, if you like. Absolutely. And that's kind of exactly it. I, you know, I felt, I think I wasn't really drinking a lot of alcohol free the last time. Mm. And it is like, you just want to feel like you're still doing something that's a treat that only adults would do. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I do find in, the, in it's getting better, but you know, I've been in two hotels recently. Um, one, when I walked in, there was a huge bottle of gin and oh. a huge bottle of sherry, huge, massive, in the room. Um, and, it, and it said, oh, it's complimentary, have as much as you like. Oh, my gosh. Um, which I thought, well, I mean, I, I didn't drink either, but I just thought, wow, you'd think they would kind of check on that. Yeah. Um, and I, they asked for feedback, and my feedback was, as a non-drinker, I would have preferred that you'd given me a non-alcohol option as well. Mm-hmm. They didn't even reply. They replied to <gasps> everything else that I said. Now, this is what's strange. So the hotel we stayed at at the weekend, it was a lovely, lovely hotel. Mm. It only had one alcohol-free option, and it was was one that I just do not like. So I emailed them and said, you know, it's a lovely hotel. You know, your staff are amazing. The only thing I would suggest is perhaps having, just try it with just one bottle of alcohol-free gin. Because I never drank gin, so I seem to find it a treat, but it doesn't trigger me. Um, And I said, you know, if you could have that behind the bar and perhaps a selection of alcohol, again, radio silence. And I do not understand why it's it's such a, you know, it's such a big thing not to do. Yeah. Because you could just buy one bottle of gin, what, 16 pounds or something and see if it's old. But places Mm. don't seem to do it. It's alcohol, alcohol rammed down your throat. Well, some of us don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. I know and that is so frustrating and it gets back to money really it comes down to money at the end of the day because the more alcohol they sell obviously the more people drink then the more alcohol they want so the more they sell whereas if it's alcohol free you know you're quite happy with one drink and then off to bed I, I could never just have one beer I'd want like no. five or six, but I can sit and have like one sparkling water and that's fine. So I think no. that's part of the reason why, you know, it does come down to money. But I don't know. Come on. I think there's more non-drinkers now than there were even just a couple of years ago. Exactly. And the options that you have, if it, it's normally this one generic alcohol free beer. Mm-hmm. Um that smells and people always complain there's a smell when I drink it so oh. I just didn't want to do that this weekend no. <laughs> but and, and, or you're just drinking soft drinks with the kids and yeah. it, it's just and unlike you I couldn't I still now feel really offended at the thought of having just one glass of wine mm. I just I find that offensive you know when people say oh I you know I'd love to be able to moderate I think, well, I wouldn't. What's the point of that? You know, that's my brain has never altered, which is why I know I can never go back to drinking again. Because to me, I'm thinking, well, that's like having an itch and not quite scratching it. You'd have to keep going. Yeah. And so I just can't get my, I still can't. And so this is when I know that, you know, you're never going to be able to moderate because you don't even want to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I know. (laughs) So what are the best bits then of being 
alcohol free Beth? Um, well, it's no hangovers, yeah. which is super. Amazing. You sleep. Yeah, it is. It's great. I don't know why we want those. Um, <laughs> having better sleep. Yeah. I've now got hobbies, which, you know, I never used to stick to anything. So I, I do swimming. Um, I write in my blog. I walk the dogs more um, and I'm just, I do a lot more reading. I listen to a lot more things. Mm -hmm. So I'm just, I'm busier, but with good stuff. Yeah. Um, it's being there for your children. You're actually present. Your brain's not thinking, yeah, yeah, that's very nice. But when can we have a drink yeah. on a day out? Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's being my husband, you know, although he, you know, he didn't need to stop drinking. He's cut down massively. Just yeah. because I think sometimes I used to kind of force him because I was drinking. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, he's cut down absolutely loads because, you know, I'm not there always saying, because my code was always, oh, I could just have a glass of wine. We well, you know it's not a glass of wine. Everybody knows that's a bottle. Yeah. Um, and it's just, you know, and it, it's just everything really. And you more, I feel like I'm more confident. I'm much more likely to say no to people now. Mm -hmm. whereas before I used to have this constant guilt that they knew I was drinking that you know I'd done something wrong I'd said something wrong I didn't like myself anyway because I was drinking yeah. so I was always on the back foot with everyone whereas now I can say no I can say actually that's out of order actually you could do this mm. and it just puts me in a, a stronger position in life really mm -hmm. just because I don't have this guilt anymore yeah so you're not like people pleasing to get rid of the the anxiety and the worry and doing things that you probably don't even want to do or maybe not doing things that you actually want to do because of the fear and the worry absolutely I mean I have the children are, are like, you know we go places we went on that holiday in Cornwall I mean I love swimming mm. oh, I was straight in the sea even though there was um jellyfish floating about that we later yeah. found out I probably shouldn't have been swimming near but I'm like you know it's in the UK what can happen um <laughs> you know and, and I'm in there swimming and I'm really enjoying myself and and my little boy was like are you okay to do this and I'm like well of course I am and I'm just getting involved in more things you know yeah you know playing pool whereas it's all stuff where I was just a bit lazy before mm. um so the kids that you know they enjoy the fact that now I'm much more likely to do stuff I've been on holiday on my own with my older two um which I probably would have been worried about doing in case you know I got drunk or mm. and it was just wonderful um and so it's just it's just a better life isn't it yeah yeah it is absolutely so what advice would you give to somebody who's sitting listening to this and thinking okay um I need to do something I want to do something well I would I'd say have it in your brain I always seem to I don't stop straight away I had to have it in my brain what I was going to do um mm -hmm. and then I would say educate yourself read constantly you know get all of the the quick that you can um read blogs listen to podcasts like yours um you know and, and just and then start immersing yourself in the sober community yeah um you know on social media there's lots of people you can follow um 
and, and just to get a little bit of motivation, you know, there are lots of groups you can join. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a, that have Zoom groups or even on, you know, Facebook, there's groups where, um, you know, you, you can just chat about it. You don't have to be face to face. Whatever you think is going to work for you. I mean, it might be that you do want to go to AA, but I, you know, for me, I found that quite frightening. Yeah. Um, so I think the Zoom groups are a good way to start because you don't even have to turn your camera on. You don't have to put the, your right name up. That's um, yeah. And it's, it's mostly just get yourself ready that, and look at why you want to stop. Mm. Think about all the things in your life that are rubbish because you're drinking alcohol. Yeah. And then, you know, and then just give it a try and see, see if it improves. But, you know, just be aware as well that you are going to eat all of the chocolate constantly <laughs> or the sweets. Yeah. And, you know, and life doesn't get perfect because I remember when at this time, I'm saying to, you know, one of my sober friends, well, I'm feeling so much better. I'm going to, I'm thinking of coming off some long-term medication, which I can't come off. And it's kind of like, no, no. And Mm. they were sort of like, no, you're just not drinking. You're not cured of all ills. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it's so easy to sort of think that now that you took, because it is such a massive deal. If it's worrying you, Mm. it is such a massive deal in your life. And once it's removed, you think, well, everything's perfect. And it's yeah. a bit of a shock when you find out it isn't. It's still tough. And it's actually going to get a little bit tougher when you have to deal with things without running to alcohol. Yeah. I mean, I found that I was quite tearful at first. And mm-hmm. all these things I, that I'd sort of coped with by having a drink, I was having to cope with. And it, it, was, it was quite hard, to be honest. It but is. I think as long as you have educated yourself and read lots about you know other people's experiences mm-hmm. you'll know what it is and to expect it when you try and do this on your own I just think it's too hard I don't know anyone that could do it on their own yeah you're so right I mean it is absolutely amazing and life-changing and you just feel brilliant um however it can get really challenging like with the emotions for example uh I remember sitting there often just bursting into tears for absolutely no reason at all people would be like mom mom what's wrong what's wrong <laughs> oh, I don't know I'm so happy <laughs> exactly <laughs> so yeah be prepared for a bit of a, a roller coaster with the emotions um and yeah the hard things do feel more challenging but I do think that you get through the difficulties a lot quicker and a lot easier because you have to face them head on but you can I think um it is a bit like a superpower not drinking no I I agree with you there's been situations recently that have been quite challenging Hmm. and in the past I would have definitely drank at it and it would have prolonged it yeah because I would have you know I I just felt terrible the next day and then you've got your anxiety to deal with and I might have ended up saying something I shouldn't have whereas you know mm. the, the situations have been tricky I've admitted to people that I might be struggling and then I've spoken to people which you know again it's the connection with other people yeah and I've and at times I have said I'm struggling because I would normally have dealt with this by 
drinking at it and I can't and I actually don't know what to do mm-hmm. but I've got through it and, I've, and like you say I've got through it quicker yeah and bounced back quicker than I would have been because you're just prolonging everything when you drink to, yeah. you know drink to make it better yeah because you don't make it better it's still there on top of your hangover and your anxiety and and all the rest of it yeah um you mentioned your blog there before it's called newly it's actually sober yeah it's called um singing sobriety with b um singing sobriety with b okay yeah um but the the web address is www.newly-sober.com um and the reason it's called singing sobriety with b is because my original, which I thought was absolutely hilarious name for it, was Sober Bore. <laughs> there was a few people in the sober community got a little bit offended. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, it's quite ironic, it's hilarious. And they were like, no. And then because I'd said that I have actually started just singing more since I haven't, because I'd stopped singing altogether when I was drinking. Mm. And so it was kind of like a more jolly way of saying it that now I'm singing but I'm also talking about sobriety yeah and so it was a friendlier title even though I loved sober ball but there we are (laughs) it wasn't popular (laughs) (laughs) well we put the link in the show notes so people can can read what you've written and you told me that you found it quite therapeutic to write about what you're going through oh absolutely I mean at the start I wasn't I kind of did it because oh, I'm going to say what everybody says I did it to be accountable but yeah but I, I genuinely did because I've I've tried to journal before but I get I get bored mm-hmm. um and I had to do something and but if I'm sat at a computer I just find things easier and so I thought well you know let's start it and just you know talk about my journey and which I started it and then I found that I was really enjoying it yeah. And then I kept, you know, because I was doing a lot of swimming and when I was swimming, I'd get all these ideas in my head and it was all about, you know, my recovery. Mm. And I thought, you know what, I, I want to write this down. A lot of it is for if I ever, you know, started to think about relapsing, um, because I do think when you relapse, it's a long process before you do it. It's in your brain and it's, it's really whirring at you. I thought I'm going to keep reading this and see what I've said and look at my journey and and now and now I'm sort of posting a lot about experiences I've having I mean and it's really changed from the beginning it is definitely showing my journey Mm -hmm. um and also I think at the beginning of sobriety when you're on the pink cloud you tend to think you know everything there is to know about sobriety you're an expert you're this that and the other and then I you know I'm not (laughs) and that's kind of what I've realized um but I'm just, you know, I did do a post about having, you know, the night away from home because it's just, you know, it's it's all new experiences and how mm-hmm. we're getting through them. And so that's, it's kind of that. And I just find it so cathartic. It's yeah. great to get it out there and written down. It is, it is. And I love it that it's out there for other people to read and be, and get inspiration from as well. As you say, it's accountability for you, but then you can look back and see like just how far you've come and how much you've grown as a person and all the the new experiences that you've had because I think we we tend to forget just how amazing this thing is that we're doing 
and maybe how far we have come especially when life gets a bit dull and boring and difficult you're like oh gosh Mm. you know is this it (laughs) is this really what I signed up for (laughs) well we seem to in in our in the zoom groups it does seem to be that people get to their one year anniversary and they actually go a little bit downhill Mm. because exactly that it's kind of like well is that it what what happens is there going to be like fanfare, fanfare. And, <laughs> yeah and it's kind of like no you're just not going to drink for the rest of your life <laughs> and it's oh but and, and it's and I've got with me even I still you know sometimes think oh am I boring and then I think and like you say I look at my blog and and I think back to things and I watch telly and we if you want to not drink anymore watch reality tv and mm. everybody is getting so drunk all of the time and just in awful situations yeah and even though obviously thank goodness there was no cameras when I was younger you know I'm not going to be on this television but it's kind of like just remembering those feelings of just shame and horror Mm -hmm. and as well as a horrible hangover and it's kind of you know it's just great where we are yeah yeah Definitely. And I would say that, you know, if the thought of never drinking again or having a prolonged period of not drinking feels scary, then you know what it's like to drink and to do stupid things and to have a hangover and to feel anxious and guilty and all the rest of it. So why not give this other thing a try and just see where it takes you and see where it leads? And it's got to be better than what you're doing right now it has to be absolutely and I think the you know the one day at a time is so important Mm. because it's such a huge thing you're talking about the rest of your life and for anything if you said you've got to do this for the rest of your life it's a huge deal if you Mm. say you've got to do this for today that's fair enough we'll see how we are tomorrow yeah but by doing it one day at a time it's just the best thing that you can you can do for yourself, really. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I would say as well is just concentrate on what you think and what you feel and ignore everybody else because everybody's going to have an opinion on it. Yeah. When you, you know, it depends when you're going to tell people. I didn't tell people for a while, but everybody's going to have an opinion. And they're probably, unless, you know, you are on the severe end of the scale, mm-hmm. then you are going to hear people saying, oh, you know, oh, you weren't that bad, stop being so dramatic, just have a drink, but you can have one, can't you? You know, yeah. don't don't listen to them. You know, no. just work out an answer in your head, what you're going to say to them. And then you do you, you do what you want to do. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, thank you, Beth. I think on that lovely inspirational note, um, <laughs> we will end it. But I'll put your link to the blog in the show notes um and yeah thank you so much it's been really really nice thank you